What's up, everybody? I've been kind of hinting at this for a while, but it's finally here, and I'm so excited to share these episodes with you. Welcome to Stories from the Mediumship Closet, a small podcast mini series with me and the Midwest medium, Jackie Hilbrick, coming together once again to share with you the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs of being on this roller coaster of mediumship and psychic development. We cannot wait to share this with you. A while back, you guys probably remember I had Jackie on my podcast, Stories from the Mediumship Closet. That was such a fun episode and her and I are always talking and we're always bouncing things off of each other throughout this development process. So we just thought, what better way to collaborate than to do a small mini series just dedicated to mediumship, spirit communication, all things metaphysical. And we thought that it would be super fun to put this together for you guys. It'll be a short um, mini series of probably about five episodes. So I'm really excited to dive right into it and just get into it. I really think that there's a lot of beauty in the journey and to be able to share with you all what it's been like to be on this journey of developing the the gifts that we have. I think so many people can relate to that because we're all in a place where at one point or another we've experienced that sort of in-between stage. And it's kind of the stage that people don't really like to focus on. Everyone's really focused on the outcome. Um, So what we thought, no, you know what? Let's be real. Let's be vulnerable. Let's share the ups and the downs and all the things we're going through because that's where the connection lies. So we're really excited to do this for you guys and just really be real with you um, about how this has worked, how we believe our gifts to work, how we've come into our gifts and all the things. So we'll do that over a series of episodes for you. And it's perfectly fitting given that we're coming into this season of, you know, Dia de los Muertos and, um, you know, we're moving into the holidays. And I always feel like spirit is so much stronger around the holidays. And so I just feel like it's going to be a really, really beautiful collaboration that I'm just so excited to put together and share with you all. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. We are always open to feedback. So if there's something that you guys want us to explore a topic or something that you want us to talk about, with regards to mediumship or spirit communication psychics anything like that send us some you know send us send us your requests send us your questions we're more than happy to answer them and you know talk about these different things because we really want to hear from the audience and people what they what you guys want to hear so but without further ado we're going to go ahead and get right into it this first episode here is really just us kind of talking about you know, what it's been like so far and, um, you know, how we communicate with spirit. We really truly aim to, to kind of destigmatize um, this work um, because that's one of the reasons why we called it Stories from the Mediumship Closet because we felt like we couldn't come out of the closet for a very long time. But we want to end all that. And one of the best ways to do that is to educate and to share what we know. And the beauty of this work is that as we're developing and we're learning, we can share the new things that we learn with you. So really, really cool. I can't wait to just jump right into it. So I hope you guys enjoy this very first episode with me and Jackie Hilbrich, uh, Stories from the Mediumship Closet. everybody so this is what I have been so excited to share with you is a while back we recorded a podcast together where we shared our experience um, of being what it was like being in the mediumship closet being in the developmental stages of coming into their gifts as a medium and it was a really fun episode but we thought that since that podcast was so well received that we would create a mini series kind of dedicated to that particular topic uh because it's just so fun for us to chat with one another so <laughs> it was just an excuse totally absolutely to, just an excuse for us to get together and kind of talk about all things mediumship spirit and kind of what it's like to be in this space because it can be really really lonely true (laughs) very true yes (laughs) i would have to agree with that very thankful that i found you and the rest of our little group that we have so yeah i'm excited to be here thanks for having me can't wait to talk about everything yeah so i mean as far as 
mediumship is concerned, we didn't really get to get into the whole sort of how does it work? Because I think there's a huge misconception out there. And that's one of the reasons why I know I was really concerned and kind of just anxious about coming out of the mediumship closet and telling people that this is something I was doing because it's really not an easy thing to kind of explain to someone who maybe doesn't have a background regarding spirituality or because let's be honest a lot of people there's a lot of stigma around it um so I think one of the best ways to kind of move past that is to educate people and to kind of just explain how the process works because we ourselves don't fully understand it, but we can tell you how we receive information, how we know it to be true for ourselves. And I think that that could shed a lot of light on some things that, you know, for the average person um, can just bring more understanding and maybe pique the curiosity of those who maybe didn't, you know, have an interest in this before who maybe it might not, we're never looking to change anyone's mind, but the more we can educate um, people about this type of work, I think the more we're doing for the community as a whole. So, Absolutely. I feel like there is a massive movement. I feel like I mentioned this in the last podcast we did, where right now I feel like our generation is really trying to help normalize all of these different topics so it is more approachable. It is more of a comfortable thing to talk about and it's not so stigmatized. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. I always I kind of feel like we're the first sort of generation to um, kind of bring mediumship and bring spirituality to the forefront. It's become a really trendy thing and that can also have its downfalls. It's great that, you know, yes. awareness is growing. However, it does, anytime there's something that goes mainstream that has been kind of in the background for a while, uh, there can be a potential for there to be holes and perhaps maybe um, just some places where things might get a little bit uh, confusing. Uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of misinformation and people out there just trying to take your money. So maybe even like differentiating between that type of reading and what we do would be cool to talk about as well. So yeah, definitely. You never want to get yeah. scammed or feel like you've gotten scammed. And I think that's, that's another reason too why we are so reluctant, I think, to share our gifts with the world because um, we never want to feel like we're giving anyone um you know, something less than, we always want to feel like we're doing the best good, the service to spirit and service to our clients so that you walk away feeling validated that, that you, you in fact are supported by your loved ones. You have a direct connection to the divine. You have, we all do. It's just a matter of learning how to tap into it. So I think educating people on how, not only how it works, but how you can do it yourself too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So um, with the whole process, I know that you use, do you use like three different clairs? I know a lot of people use like two or three, but like what are your main, what are the main ones that you use? And are they different from the ones that I use? I don't know. I, you know, it's so funny that you say that because so the clairs essentially for me, they shift. I feel like I go through periods of time where I will feel like I'm receiving information extremely clairvoyantly um, or I'm receiving information from a purely emotional perspective. And that in and of itself is really challenging when I start to receive clairsentiently because differentiating totally. the emotions from my own um, is challenging. But then I feel like I use all the clairs, but I think, so it's kind of interesting because I actually – uh, I feel like more, so more, more recently spirit's been testing my, or ha having me use more claircognizance recently. Um, I feel like in the beginning, really? yeah, I was in the, in the beginning, I was really receiving information, um, clairsentiently and then it really moved into clairvoyance and then clairaudience. And I feel like they all kind of ebb and flow, but I still use a mixture of them all. But right now in the forefront has mainly been claircognizance, which is really interesting. That's super interesting because I feel like that is something that I don't realize is one of my strong suits now, but it's definitely 
like there in the forefront when I'm doing readings where it'll be like, yeah, this and this and this about your loved one. And I'm like, how did I know that? Like, how did I actually like pull that out of my brain? And that's just kind of how you know. So yeah, that's so weird. I actually, that was one of the hardest Claire's for me to like learn. And I still feel like it just kind of comes out of nowhere and I don't really know how to hone it, but it's definitely one of the most useful if you can trust the information that you're just getting. Um, so that's really interesting. I didn't know that yours like kind of moved through each one of them and like evolved on their own. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like spirits like that where it's like, and it also depends on, I think the spirit you're communicating with. I feel like some spirits yeah. are very visual and they very, they, they communicate through pictures and they, they're very visual with their memories. So the imagery is really strong. And then other times I don't hear anything at all. I just see pictures or I see initials or I see letters. Um, and then I have to kind of pair that with how I feel emotionally, because I do feel that clairsentience is kind of the foundation of all my clairs. I feel like it all kind of stems from there. And I know that we had a mentor who said that, who said, all these are kind of these facets of clairsentience or clear feeling, because they all kind of evolve from that feeling when you actually feel the spirit with you. Um, because energetically, when we link with a spirit directly, we're, we're making that soul to soul connection. We're blending with that soul. We have all, everything that that soul has known in their life. We're connecting to all of that and they're just bringing it to the forefront in our consciousness. So it's really interesting how that works because on a psychic level, it's a little bit different where um, it could be more, it's more kind of based in like one clear at a time kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it's also really interesting to talk about, you know, the linking process. So a lot of people, I feel like, think that it's just as easy as picking up the phone and, you know, dialing to spirit to connect with them. But really, we have to go through this whole process before we even get started to link to the spirit to make that connection. And then we go into the process of asking for information and kind of just like reaching out to see, you know, what they want to talk about on that spiritual level for the person that's sitting with us. So there's a huge process. I don't know if you want to, do you want to go into that a little bit so Ah. people know what to expect in like readings and stuff too? Yeah, because I totally think like what happens is um, when people find out that I've been doing this work, there's an automatic, there's an automatic sort of, um, misconception that 100% all the time that I'm, I can tap in and that I'm constantly receiving information and that's not how it is at all. And I think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions because, um, I've, I've oftentimes had people like, it's, it's almost like a knowing that that's kind of what they're thinking when I walk up to them. It's kind of like, they're thinking that I'm automatically like sitting there in my mind, having a conversation with their, their deceased loved one. And that's not the case. And I have to kind of remind them of that, that it's not, it's not that easy to do. You have to really raise your vibration. So yeah. So the best way I would describe it, they call it mediumship for a reason because you're meeting spirit in the middle. So spirit's energy, it's a high frequency. We have to raise our vibrational frequency because we're energy too, but we're stuck in this like thick ass meat puppet body. Our soul's like stuck in it. (laughs) So we we vibrate on this three dimensional level, which is really kind of like slow and time moves really slow. But when your spirit and your consciousness and you're just, you're, you're one with everything else, it's kind of like you move very fast. So time is like not, not an issue. Time moves so quickly on the other side. Um, because they vibrate at the speed of light, essentially, which is really wild. Because scientifically, quantumly, they've they've actually you know they've they've done the math and they figured like the closer you get to the sun, or I think it, yeah, well, yeah, it's the closer you get to the sun. I don't know, but in, if you went to space and you travel really fucking far, <laughs> like really far, like light years away from our from Earth, and Time would essentially almost like, like, I don't know if you've seen that movie Interstellar. Oh man, a long time ago. So long. You, was it the old one, the super old one with like the black hole and like not no, the black hole, but like think, the time travel? It's um Matthew McConaughey and he goes to he like leaves the Earth to like Earth's dying and it's like this apocalyptic type scenario where Earth is dying. No. Okay, so no. So if anyone's ever seen Interstellar, you well, there's this 
basically I'll kind of like tell you because it's so when he's traveling through space and time he's traveling through space to go to these other planets because they're basically looking for a planet where maybe we can like live so looking for life on other planets and they have to go to other galaxies and to do that they they I think they go to other galaxies they go very far off in our galaxy and um as they get further and further away from earth time slows down immensely for Hmm. for them so while time on earth is still kind of going and it's going and going and going and going and going and that's because they're getting closer and closer to the speed of light so and it's really wild to think i know this is probably like my nerd brain can't even like wrap my head around it but essentially so imagine your dad when you're a little girl goes away to space and he's gone for 60 years in our time, but he comes back and he's only aged two months. Like DNA, like his DNA has only aged two months because of how close he was getting to the speed of light. So it just Mm kind of goes to show you, so he comes back to earth, you're 86 years old and your dad is still physically the age he was when he left. And that's Mm -hmm. essentially what happens. Um, And that's kind of how I akin it to like, he was gone for, you know, what felt like to him, you know, two months, but really he was actually gone for like 60 years. And that's how it is for spirit on the other side. It's kind of how I think about it. So things, you know, it's like a blink of an eye in the spirit world, but it takes fucking forever here on earth. (laughs) Yeah. So to get, because that's so interesting. It's so wild. Right. But it's also like, it makes so much sense as to like why oftentimes when you sit with a medium, a lot of times the messages that are coming through, you may hear the same messages from the same spirits over and over again. Because if you think about the frequency they're vibrating on and how time works as here on earth, you know, it's to them, it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, you know, but to us, it seems like it's been forever. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of cool when you think of it in that way. Like it's, it's no time at all before we're actually to them that we're actually reunited with them. But I think to get back to like the connection process. So because they're at that high frequency, we have to raise our vibration in our bodies as high as we can. And the closest we can get to that, I always feel like is connecting with that feeling of love because that's like the highest frequency I think we can emotionally connect to. So moving into that space of unconditional love. So if you can get into that space of gratitude, that's like a number one, that's one of the best ways to increase your vibration. So you have to have that high vibration. So I do that through meditation. So I always meditate before a session, um, not so much to, to gain information or try and connect with the spirit beforehand, but just to raise my vibration physically and allow me to exhale out anything that I may be weighing me down. And then, um, so sometimes for me, it's listening to music too. So sometimes certain pieces of music will make you will evoke an emotion of love or evoke an emotion of happiness or joy. And so listening to a piece of music before I connect can be really powerful. Um, whatever I have to do to get me into that space of love before a reading is, is how I connect. Because once I'm in that space, I everything expands. And when I expand, I'm more open to blend with other energies around me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely would agree with uh, listening to music, especially any sort of like classical music. I'm such a nerd about like water and the like vibrations and frequencies of water too. So they actually did an experiment on like classical music and its impact on like the vibration of water as well. And so I think that's really interesting. But yeah, any sort of music, I also do that as well. And then I also drink a ton of water before I connect because we use water kind of like as a way to sync with spirit almost. How do you, how would you describe that? I don't know how to put that into words. How like that's why I feel like it's so easy to connect when I'm like in a pool or in the shower or something. Like I always have my spirit guide sending me messages and things like that in the shower because you're just in like drenched in water and you're in that meditative space in your mind. So I think that's really interesting, but yeah, definitely water that meditative kind of space, getting yourself in that headspace and then kind of shifting your vibration with music. That's, I feel like that's one of the easiest ways to shift into a more positive, 
uplifted mindset. And that's the space that we want to be in before we're doing these really heavy readings and um, even not heavy readings. You just want to be in that space of love and, and everything to connect. So yeah, I think that the water thing too, it's like water is a natural conductor for electricity, right? So you think of it. Yes, right. You can't see. So, um, you know, we can't see when it manifests, but in terms of like the conduction of electricity, so water is very, um, an energetic conductor. So I always feel like when I'm really hydrated, because I have all that excess water kind of hanging around that I'm, it's easier to connect. I find that I get super caught in mouth. That's how I know I'm connected actually. Like some people feel like they get really Oof. hot. I get, you get caught in mouth, right? <laughs> I get caught in mouth. Yeah. I, I have made myself drink water, like uh, at least a liter of water before I do a reading, because I know if I don't, I'm going to be super dry in my mouth and like not able to, you know, deliver the messages as quickly. So yeah, I always, I've made it my part of my ritual before reading to drink a bunch of water. And then during the reading, I'll even drink water like after that, because I do, I do feel like it's this conductor of, you know, to connect us with spirit easier. So I think that's so interesting. And I don't know if a lot of people even think about that. So no, I don't think so. And I think that that's kind of just like the funny thing is that when, as soon as we're connected, it's like, um, I kind of, I also feel like when I'm doing a reading, I, I, I kind of don't remember sometimes what I don't remember all the details. Like I kind of, there's a, there's a shift in your awareness that happens where you, you, and a lot of people will tell me that I look above them or I look to the side of them. I don't look, I never am looking directly at someone when I'm doing a reading. Um, and it's not because I'm no, I don't want to look at you, but it's because I'm literally like my awareness is completely shifted to like somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, I do that. I do that as well for, so even when I was doing aura readings, I would always have the person come in and sit on my right because I stare off into the distance, like to the left and do that weird stare. And it's because, you know, usually it's really easy to look at like a blank wall or something while you're receiving clairvoyant images or while you're receiving feelings and stuff. So you know that you're specifically getting information and you're not, you know, judging stuff based off of their reaction or anything. So I always, always, always have somebody sit on my right and then look to the left because it just, it just helps have a blank space for receiving that information. I feel like. Oh yeah. And then I also found myself closing my eyes a lot too. That's another thing that I've recently yeah. started doing is closing my eyes. Um, just because I feel like I receive more vividly the information when I, when I receive, um, if my eyes are closed, and I think it just has to do with the, the amount of distraction of the external world that's happening. I feel like I can tap in a lot more and connect even on a deeper level with whatever soul I'm connecting to. And, you know, like I said, it's not, it's, it's not cut and dry when you receive information because you have to literally take all these puzzle pieces that you're receiving. You're receiving, you're receiving maybe a feeling in your shoulder and then you're feeling an emotion of, of sadness and then you're feeling um, you know, and then you, maybe you're seeing an image of like a car and then you're seeing, you know, it's like really random flashes of things that keep, they kind of come in and you have to kind of put all of these pieces together that you're receiving and understand them and what it is that the spirit is trying to convey. And that is what makes this work so challenging because the understanding piece is really the, the bread and butter because that's how you deliver the message. Yeah. You never. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah, never- no, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, especially when you have like three different symbols. So usually a lot of times mediums will use specific like symbols that mean specific things. So my one of my symbols is like a bunch of clouds because I didn't know what to put for like a dream. So like when the person has had a visitation dream from their past loved one, they'll show me clouds. And then if they show you clouds and then like another image and then another image, you kind of have to like piece it all together and remember your symbols and all that stuff. So it does, it can get very specific, which is really great for the person that you're reading for. But for us, we have to be really on our A game with interpreting and making sure that we're, you know, feeling out the situation correctly because if they were showing me clouds because the person had been outside and seen a cloud as a sign from spirit, then I could completely misinterpret their message wrong. So usually it's not the spirit miscommunicating if something goes awry in a reading. Usually it's the medium 
not understanding or not being able to fully interpret what the spirit's trying to convey. So that's something that I definitely, I started just receiving information clairaudiently because I was like, there's too many symbols. Just tell me what you want me to tell them. Like, so I'll hear little bits and pieces of like, I'll hear like accident or I'll hear July or I'll hear, you know, chocolate cake or whatever I heard that one day (laughs) for that reading I did for you. Um, So I feel like that Claire audience is like one of my strongest abilities. And then it's also, I feel like one of the best because you just get a straightforward, like you get a name or you get a month or you get, you know, the relationship, but it's definitely one of the hardest to develop. So that's another thing is that there, we are in this constant kind of phase of like developing at all times our clairs because we just want to be the best that we can be. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I definitely think it's interesting that you know, there's different clairs and some people, I know some people that are clairsentient that could do a whole reading just based off of clairsentient feelings, which is crazy to me because I feel like I have to bring in, you know, one or two clairs to really solidify the message. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people just hone in on one clair and they aren't aware of like all the other ones that they can also bring in at the same time. So yeah. Yeah, I think that it just depends on how you receive the information. And like I said, I really think it comes down to the spirit too, because I think ultimately, totally, yeah. I think sometimes too, even if you say like if a person, if a medium is only receiving clairsentiently, there's probably still some other facets that are happening that they maybe just aren't aware of. Um, uh, not aware of, yeah, true. Because they're not, they're not really tapping into that. So if something doesn't hit um, or if something doesn't, if something doesn't land right with the client, that's where I feel like the other clairs always come into play because perhaps maybe they weren't, the imagery didn't make sense, but then if they pair it with a feeling or a word, it kind of like, it's like, oh, okay. And then they, Solidifies it. yeah. And they do their best to, to definitely use, like, they can only use our frame of reference. They can only use the things that we've seen that we understand ourselves. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to talk about how, like, sometimes like you may have maybe you sit down with a medium and like maybe the loved one that you really wanted to hear from like doesn't come through. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, one of the ways that I've kind of learned to kind of accept it is that if for some reason you don't receive information from a loved one that you wanted to connect with, I always say don't, don't take it as the fact that this loved one didn't want to connect with you. It takes a lot of energy on the part of the spirit and not just the medium to connect with one another. So just like you and I, like, in the physical world, like we jive with some people better than we jive with others. Like we can have a conversation more easily with some people than others. And we enjoy the company of some people more than others. And it's just, that's just spirits the same way. So perhaps maybe like that medium just wasn't a good energetic match for your loved one. So, um, or maybe that, that medium doesn't have the frame of reference that would be needed to actually convey the message and bring through the information that, that you would need in order to validate, you know, your experience. So I always say, don't take it personally if that happens, because, um, you have to kind of look at it from that perspective. We can only give what we know and we can only pull, they can only pull from what, what we have in our in our, in our toolbox and what we understand. So if a medium, if a spirit kind of feels like, you know what, this person's probably not going to be able to articulate what it is I want to say, they're probably not going to want to use the energy to connect, um, at that point in time. Um, and maybe they just don't have anything to say, like I said, it takes energy. So like, so I would say kind of just go into it with an open mind and knowing that you may or may not receive what it is you're looking for. But I always find that often spirit will will bring through what the person needs to hear the most. And it may not always be what you want to hear, which is unfortunate, but it's what, yeah. you, what you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Have you ever had an experience like that where you um, have sat with someone and um, you or have, what have you found to be kind of true for you when you sit with people? So I have definitely, I've experienced the whole situation where, you know, somebody comes in, like I've had somebody come in for a psychic reading, an aura reading when I was first doing the aura readings. Um, and this woman came in and I remember her coming in specifically to ask about her job, but I was picking up so strongly on her dad that I was like, 
do you mind if I, you know, give you a quick little message from him? He's really hanging out. Like he's being very persistent. And she was like, yeah, like that's fine. And so I gave her this message of him like wanting to apologize and all this stuff, I guess that he had been like an abusive alcoholic and just wanted to kind of say his piece. Um, and you know, she accepted it, but she was like, you know, I'm, I'm not here for mediumship reading. I'm here to know about, you know, the future of my job situation. So I also think like we've learned from that one mentor that having the spirit get to say what they need to say for their own healing is very prominent as well. So not just, so not just talking about, you know, what the sitter needs to hear the most, but also, you know, what the spirit needs to express on that other side for them to be able to move forward with their healing. Because a lot of spirits, you know, when they do cross over, they are also, kind of going through this healing process and this karmic kind of process where they're healing and still kind of learning lessons on the other side. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because she was like, all right, that's cool. Like, I don't really care, like whatever, but he really needed to, for his own healing express, like, I'm so sorry that I was such a bad dad, you know, in his eyes and try to like move on for him. So I thought that was really interesting. But for the most part, I feel like I've had experiences where there have been definitely people that come through that the sitter was not expecting or that the sitter was not originally wanting to connect to, but they again needed to kind of say their piece and get out of the way. And then, you know, the next person that they actually wanted to connect to would come through. But I think that, you know, if aunt, if aunt Joe wants to come through to get a message across, then you, you got to let aunt Joe come through and get a message across. Um, you can't just hang up the phone on her. You got to let her talk because it does take so much energy to come through and connect with us. So I always try to respect that. Even if the sitter's like, well, I want to hear from my grandpa. I'm like, you got to let Aunt Joe talk first. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny too, because it's really true. Like you oftentimes you end up being the messenger for other people. So it's, it's like, um, you know, spirit has this opportunity to connect with someone and they may never have that opportunity again. So they need to clear the air and clear their peace. And so just kind of like one of the hardest things is trusting the information you're receiving. And it's not so much trusting the information that you're receiving, but trusting your understanding of it. Um, so I think that that's also a big challenge is knowing, you know, knowing yourself enough to know that like I'm receiving this information and this is what it is. And, um, and being able to relay that to the client, even if it's not necessarily something that they they're ready to hear or they want to hear. I always feel though that spirit will, won't come through until they're absolutely ready. Um, you know, unless, unless, unless the opportunity is like, they know they'll probably never have that opportunity again. Um, yeah. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. And with that, the whole trust thing really quick, I just think it's interesting too, because I could receive information or, you know, a phrase or something that I just do not understand at all. And then you like go through this process of like fighting yourself and you're like, did they really say that? Is that really what they want me to say out loud? Like with the whole, I just love this uh, example, the chocolate cake thing, I was just like, oh my God, am I just hungry and thinking about chocolate cake? Like after I heard that, I went back and forth with myself for probably a good 20 seconds. Like, oh my gosh, is Sam going to think I'm crazy if I bring up this freaking chocolate cake right now? And then you just do, and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a big part of their message and their puzzle and like a specific memory. So yeah, really having that trust with yourself and with your spirit guides and knowing that spirit isn't going to lead you wrong. And even if you're wrong with interpreting the information, like there's going to be a lesson that you can learn from it. That's been really, really um, instrumental in my own development. It's kind of getting to that place where I am just like fully trusting and, you know, you feel like you're going to make a fool out of yourself. And then it ends up being one of the most specific pieces of information that you could give to the person and a really integral part of their healing. So I think that that, I think that's so interesting. Um, just like thinking about that because you really got to force yourself to just give the information and get out of your own way. Yeah. Give the information as it comes through and don't even try to interpret. I've got, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get away from the word interpret because I've yeah. actually, I'm, I like, I was real big on symbols in the beginning and I'm almost to the point now where I'm just like, I don't very rarely do they use symbols now. I feel like it's become more of a, um, they still do to a degree. Um, but mm-hmm. it's also, so like when people, when we talk about symbols, so what we're, what we're saying when we say that we're seeing things clairvoyantly. So when I say clairvoyantly, it's not like I'm seeing it outside of myself. I'm seeing it 
the way that you see a daydream. If I say the word orange right now and I tell you to picture an orange and you see an orange as your eyes are open and you're looking at what's in front of you physically, you can still envision what an orange looks like. So clairvoyance, that's kind of how, that's how clairvoyance works. That's the same space that you receive that type of information in. And it's not always cut and dry. Um, And so like, sometimes for me, I don't know, like whenever I'm ready to connect, one thing that I've noticed is like, I'll kind of get these like clairvoyant images of like my room that I'm sitting in and like seeing the people like where they would be sitting in my room. Does that make sense? That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. that absolutely makes sense. That's, <laughs> I call that like the superimposed like clairvoyant picture where you're like envisioning the entire space and then have like these little uh, energetic like people hanging out. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I do that. That's so weird. Yeah, I, maybe that's that's good though to have them like visualize everybody like lining up or like getting ready to talk to you. I love that. Yeah, I try. I mean, I I don't. Well, actually, I don't really try. I just find that it kind of happens sometimes. Like I'll be like, "Who's here?" and I'll kind of like I'll just tap in for a moment, and then I'll like clairvoyantly see a picture of like a woman, and then I'm like, I'm like, "Oh, does she feel like a grandmother? Does she feel like a mother?" And I'm like, you have to feel into it and kind of figure out who it is, um, because it's not. I wish they would just come through and like hold up a sign, like I'm Jan and I'm her mom. And it's like I wish that that was how it was, <laughs> but it's, it's so not. And that's one of the hardest parts. It's one of the hardest pieces of the puzzle. Is like oftentimes just identifying who it is that you're actually communicating with and when they all come through in like a big group and especially if they talk if they were loud and chatty in the physical world and you have like a whole bunch of family on the other side don't be surprised if they come in and they're all loud and chatty and talking at the same time so what can happen is you're like I'm feeling like I'm feeling your grandmother here and then you're like I'm also feeling your grandfather here and then you're like okay I'm also feeling your aunt here and then it's like the next thing you know you're like I'm gonna try and pick one and connect with one and then you know you get a couple pieces of information that connect to the aunt and then all of a sudden you get another piece of information and they're like no that connects to my grandma and it's just like it's literally like but it all connects to these different people but it's so like it's that's what that's what that's when they say like talking over each other that's how it is it's like the 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 information doesn't it's like it doesn't stay matched with the spirit that you think you're communicating with and you feel like oh shit yeah totally how do I keep this all straight so I always tell people like were they like this in life were they very like just very like talk like they would just talk over each other and they're like yeah and I was like oh well there you go that happened actually last night or you Yeah. Or, or on the flip side of that, I've had this, I had this older man come through it. Um, he was a husband to this woman that I was reading and I went through like two people and then I was like, all right, I got to get him to start talking. And I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, talking to him is like pulling teeth right now. Like, I don't know if he was just super shy and quiet and she started laughing and she was like, yes, it was really hard to get him to talk unless he was very, very comfortable with whoever he was talking to. So it's so funny how, you know, the personality of people that we that we love it translates over to the spirit world. So if they were loud and talkative, they're going to be loud and talkative on the other side, but they're also going to be shy and quiet or a little bit, you know, I haven't had anybody come through yet that has, you know, spewed a bunch of cuss words, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day where I get the person that's just like every other word is uh, a cuss word or something because I know (laughs) those type of people are out there and I'm just like, I'm waiting for that person. But yeah, it's so funny that the the personality translates um, even when they are in the spirit world. I think it's great to be able to bring that through during a reading because that's really what captures the essence of the person and really makes the person across from you feel like they are talking to their loved one. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because like last night, so I did a reading last night and it was so funny because, um, I, before the reading, I, like, as I was meditating, I started having these, like, these like weird thoughts that I was like, these, this feels like really like, I don't know. I don't want to say they're like perverted thoughts. Like they were not like, not like sexual perversion, but more of just like, kind of like growth, like, like, like bad jokes, like pervy jokes. And I was like, that's funny. I was like, what? And it was, it took me a minute to realize like, dude, this is probably like the spirit that I'm trying to connect with. This must've been the personality he had because, but I was like, this is really weird. Cause I never think like this and I never have these sorts of like these type of jokes running through my mind, or at least I haven't like in a long time. And I was like, what is this? And then when I connected to the spirit, it turned out that he was like, I said, I said, because he kept kind of bringing me there and I was like was he like 
I don't want to say, I don't like, how do you say that? It's like, um, so I said, I said, uh, he strikes me as someone who is like very funny and he really like enjoyed the female form. <laughs> I was like, he did good with the oh lady my gosh. and he was, I'm like, I'm just gonna say it, he was kind of pervy. And she goes, yeah, that's exactly how he was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you cut out a little bit, but oh, oh you're still cutting out. Oh no. no. Are you good? Spirit, spirit oh no, you're good. Talk. You're good. Spirit doesn't want me to talk about it. Spirit doesn't want you talking about it. <laughs> how, how they were pervy. <laughs> but it's true. Oh my God, that's they're, so they're, funny. It just trans, it transcends. Like, yes, they're, they go on the other side. Yes, they have bigger picture. Yes, they still have perspective. But at the same time, they also, I always say, take what they say with a grain of salt the same way you would have in the physical world. So if they're like, if granny was a gambler and she's trying to give you, you know, she's trying to talk about your finances, just know that whatever she says, take it how you would in the physical, you know, how you would have handled it in the physical world. Because right. even though they have a better understanding yeah. of their life as a whole, they're still carrying those same kind of personality kind of quirks within them. Their spirit still kind of, they still kind of bring that through. Um, just to kind of validate who they are. So <laughs> absolutely. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I probably would have said like, were they inappropriate at some level or oh, something? I like, shouldn't have to dance around how you say that. I know. I should have used the I should have used the word inappropriate. I, I don't think Yeah, I that's really- I think yeah, save that for your toolbox. Cause I think that that's I feel like I've come up with that once in one of my one of my first readings that I ever did and I the only word that I could think of to use was inappropriate because you don't want to offend anybody and you want to make sure that people are like like really perceiving them the way that you're like perceiving them so you know that they're that you're actually connecting and all that stuff but yeah definitely I would I would say inappropriate because I've had somebody and I was like oh god what do I do how do I say this without offending them like because you want to get across the essence but you don't want to be like oh man like they were they were a perp <laughs> oh, yeah was- you're frozen oh god oh, oh you're good okay. yeah they guess they don't like us talking about being perv pervy that's so funny yeah um yeah. and then so let's talk. So the chocolate cake thing, I feel like we need to kind of delve into that a little more. Yeah. Oh my God. That was one of the craziest reading validations that I have ever gotten like in a reading. And that day I wasn't even going to do a reading for you. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I don't, I don't think I even had planned on doing a reading. It was when we were doing, is that right? We were doing practice readings and you had done a practice reading on me and I was like, oh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. And then I just started seeing this man like pop over your shoulder, like in my mind's eye. And I was like, oh no, like, here we go. Spirit's not going to let me not give a reading. Like I'm going to end up having to give a reading. So yeah, I ended up bringing through your, who was he? He was your uncle or your dad's? He was my dad's cousin, but I kind of considered him my uncle. Yeah. He was like my godfather. So that was hilarious. Like, yeah, but with the reason it happened, I know yeah. for a fact is like my dad was coming to visit that day and he literally had like walked yes. through the door like 10 minutes before, um, while I was giving you your reading. And then, um, I had this like feeling that he was just going to be present cause he's my dad and him were like best friends. It was so funny because you're like, oh, I'm yeah, seeing- it was so funny. Oh my God. So yeah, you weren't expecting to do a reading and she ended up just kind of bringing him through, but she was bringing through the most incredible validation, nailing his personality. Oh, you might want to say that whole part really quickly one more time. Okay. That just cut out real bad. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, so you were bringing through all kinds of really cool validation for him, but then um, there was one piece of information that you didn't understand and you were so afraid to say it. And you were like, I'm just going to say it. I was so afraid. You're like, chocolate yeah, I was cake? so afraid. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm hungry right now. But <laughs> I feel like he just said chocolate cake. And now I'm seeing chocolate cake. So am I just hungry? Does this validate? And it didn't validate for you in the moment yeah. because – 
you didn't know the background of the story, which, so then I walked away from the reading thinking I was absolutely crazy and that I was just craving chocolate cake. And I was like, I will never not eat right before reading again because I need to make sure that I'm not wandering off. And then you texted me later, I think it was later that night, right? And you were like, oh my gosh, there's this crazy memory attached to the chocolate cake that I don't know if you want to share yeah, like so, the specifics, but it yeah. ended up being part of, yeah, go ahead. It was the biggest validating piece of information because I talked to my dad. I said, dad, what is, I said, is there a significance with chocolate cake? And he says, oh yeah. He said right before he died, like he was told like he couldn't have coffee. He couldn't have chocolate. He couldn't have like, you know, his cigarettes. Like those are the things that he really wanted. And so at the time my dad and um, my dad and my aunt had went and they actually bought him like chocolate cake and they like snuck it in so that was actually one of the last things that he got to eat before he passed away to satisfy that craving and even though the doctors and nurses told him that he couldn't have it so it was just I that will forever be my favorite story ever I don't think I'll ever bring through a piece of validation that I love more than that chocolate cake I can't even tell you how much I was like I I think I stared at your text message for a good like minute or so before I even responded I was just like no way like that's crazy spirit like wow yeah so even those pieces of information that we don't think make any bit of sense to us make a whole hell of a lot of sense to the people sitting across from us usually and that's where that's where the true gift I think comes in is 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 trusting yourself like you said enough to just like allow yourself to just say what's coming through without any hesitation and I always tell people if it doesn't connect by all means please do not make it fit please you know, I'm not afraid to hear a no, like, because it just means that I've misunderstood the information that I've received. It's not that I didn't receive information from spirit. It's that I, I just misunderstood it. And now I have to go back and try and see if I can understand it correctly. And if I can't, then there's something within me that I maybe don't understand, or maybe it's going to connect later. Maybe that, that that's always the thing too. It's like, maybe it doesn't validate for the person sitting in front of me, but later on they go home and their mom says, Oh yeah, that, that totally happened, you know? And so, yeah. I love that. I feel like that's the, the gift that keeps on giving even after the reading is over. It's like, Oh my gosh, she was right about that. They totally did that. And having a family member validate it helps them also. I feel like, cause they're like, where did you hear that from? How did you know that? And yeah. And that's where like that whole like that whole like spark that ignites the flame is so true because it's literally like you be the messenger for you get healing, but then in turn you are giving healing to um, your loved ones by passing on those messages and sharing sharing the things that came through in a reading, um, you know, with them. And and oftentimes that's why I have people like take a lot of notes because you can also have amnesia too. Like they call it like spirit amnesia, where you're just in the moment and you're in that hot seat and you're literally like wait, I have to like rack my brain to figure out like, so I always send out like a, I always try and send out like an information sheet before reading. So if I'm going to do one, I, I have them review it. So they understand the process. They understand how I'm going to connect and kind of like what they can do on their end to kind of like brush up on information that the spirit might bring through. Um, just so that, that we receive that validation in the moment, because when we receive that validation in the moment, that is also one thing that builds our connection. Um, I think that that's also something people don't quite understand is that when we get those, when we get the yes, that connects, that just strengthens the connection to the spirit even more. Um, and it allows the communication to continue to flow really, really well. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a balancing act for sure. Um, but it's so worth it. And we still have, you know, we're still so new in our development. We're only, you know, what? How long has it been since we've been? Because you've been doing psychic and aura reading oh for a while, but the mediumship aspect of it, it's I have, so yeah, it's so different, and that's like, you know, it you ha- it's so different. You're connecting on a whole different level with mediumship, and it takes a lot more energy. And um, so, I it it can be easy in a in a mediumship reading to try and like you'll feel your energy drop, and you'll feel that kind of shift where you maybe are moving into like blending with the person sitting next to you versus like actually getting it from spirit. So really being cognizant of where your connection is too. So I feel like if you if you're gonna sit with someone, just make sure that they're 
they're they're kind of like they know kind of when they're shifting from a psychic to a mediumistic level and vice versa so that way you know because I'll often tell people I'm like I feel like I'm picking this up more from you versus like it coming from spirit it feels like it's more for you so um and then you know kind of go from that way so I always say where I'm receiving the information from um just to kind of clarify because I never want to tell someone oh I feel like you're going to be changing jobs and say that that came from grandma but like actually I was picking that up right psychically from their guides or you know whatever um you know from their from their own energy yeah so yeah I think it's really important too that you know if you do go see a medium or you do you know try to find a psychic that you get recommendations from people like from actual people who have actually gone to sit with a person because you really do need to take it as as seriously as, you know, trying to find a new doctor or something like that, because there are so many people out there right now that aren't doing this with their, you know, the person's highest good in mind. So making sure that you're asking around by word of mouth and, and just kind of validating that, yes, this person does know what they're doing. I did feel really good after I left this reading, like, cause that's what it's all about. It's all about leaving the reading, feeling better than how the psychic or the medium found you. You want to make sure that you feel like lighter and happier and maybe even have, you know, a little bit of that grief relief feeling if it's a mediumship reading. So that's another kind of little tidbit that I'll throw in there because a lot of people are like, how do I find somebody that, you know, I know is legit and it's really just asking around and visiting local crystal shops or local events and, you know, talking to people and seeing what they think and, and all that. So yeah, definitely take it as seriously as a doctor or like a new or like even like a therapist recommendation something like that yeah you have to also vibe too with the medium because I mean I'm sure that there are people who have like you know you just sit down and perhaps maybe it's just not an energetic match that day or whatever reason it just doesn't feel um you know it just maybe 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 I'm having an off day you know like that kind of a thing that can happen um you know it just depends because we're human you know and in terms of like you know, maybe, maybe we have a day where we just can't connect and, you know, we're sick or we're, you know, just, just a, not a good day. So, um, really kind of just, I always say go with your gut, go with your intuition, sit with it. If you're going to sit with someone for any type of intuitive work or Reiki, anything, you want to make sure that intuitively it feels good. And you know that from your gut because your gut's never going to steer you wrong. Um, and I think so much, so many, totally. so many young people now are kind of cut, cut off from their intuitive heart. Um, so I think the more you can connect with your intuitive self, um, the better. And that's one thing that I also try to do in my readings is kind of try to teach people how they can connect with their loved ones and their intuitive heart when they sit with me, because oftentimes we don't receive the signs. We don't receive the symbols if we're not open energetically, if we're not, if our intuitive heart's kind of closed or we're not really tapped in because our grief is so heavy, because we're dealing with so much, because we have so much healing to do. Um, so starting small and just knowing that you don't have to sit with a medium to make this connection to your loved ones. Um, you know, it's, just, it's, it's definitely, you have to, you have to work at it, but anyone can do it. It's just a matter of, um, learning how to kind of do that. So I always tell people I'm kind of like the, I feel like I feel like I'm the. Uh oh, am I breaking up? Am I breaking up? Oh, you're good. You're good. You're okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I always tell people I'm. Um, oh my god. Did it go away? Yeah, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I always tell people that I'm like the uh, kind of just nope. like back <laughs> jumper cables. No. Yes. Maybe. Okay better Are you, yeah you're good okay I always <laughs> tell I know it's okay I always tell people that I'm kind of act like jumper cables to kind of ignite that sort of intuitive spark um and I think that that's what all mediums are so I had someone actually who sat with me and he said would it be okay if I came back and sat with you again and I, I actually kind of discourage people from doing that um just because I want them to be able to facilitate that connection on their own when they, when they leave me. And if they do want to come back because they feel like they, they maybe do need that, that additional validation down the road, give it at least six months to a year before sitting for another reading with, with the same medium at least. Yeah. And oftentimes I'll even tell people if I still remember a lot of the reading or if I still like feel like perhaps maybe I wouldn't necessarily 
I don't know if I feel like there'd be any doubt in my mind that I was pulling psychically or pulling from before, then I would probably, um, send them to a, uh, you know, a trusted colleague. Like I would send them to Jackie, you know? And, and so it's just kind of one of those things where you have to, you have to operate from a space of integrity doing this work. And, um, and so you always want to look for a medium who kind of is upfront about that. So, and, and not one Absolutely. of the, you know, stay away from those people who are like, Oh, I see that you don't have a soulmate in this lifetime. And, you know, they tell you all kinds of weird things. Like they say things like that to people, but they're like, Oh, but for, you know, $250, I can create a spell that will bring your love to you. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that that happens Terrible. very often, but there are people out there who are like that. And maybe they don't come off in that kind of a cheesy way, but just anyone who says that they're going to do extra things for you at an additional cost is probably someone you, uh, you want to stay away from, <laughs> you know, or yeah, absolutely uh, for, for two more, you're going to need to sign up for two more sessions. Cause we're really going to have to work through this. Like, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Your dad's like, got, Oh all my gosh. Hey, like, like, come on. Yeah. You're making the rest of us look bad. Just please sit down. <laughs> yeah. I had but. someone tell me that she said that she went and saw a psychic and the psychic told her like that she didn't have a soulmate and that for an additional amount of money that she could create some sort of like doodattery that would, <laughs> that would change that. <laughs> Anyone, anybody that's doing this work that is inciting fear or sadness or some type of like over-exaggerated worry in you is doing so and then, and then prompting you to buy something that will fix that feeling that you're experiencing. That is the, one of the biggest signs that the person is not looking out for your highest good and could possibly be scamming. And that is, I, I say that to everybody that I know when I'm like, referring people out or having them, you know, look for their own psychics by themselves and stuff. It's like if they start pitching you stuff or making you feel bad or scared or worried or anything like that, like it's time to go leave, (laughs) like leave the situation and make sure you don't go back to them. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's ultimately the, the people and that sucks too, because it's like, I, I know how they get them too, is that they bring through some really validating information that you're like, how the fuck do they know that? And it's like, yeah, they probably do have a gift. I mean, most likely they have a gift. Let's be honest. How many people are like, oh yeah, I put my life on Facebook, but let's be honest. Like who's going to take the time? Like, do I, am I really going to search your Facebook to try and get your information? Like, right. Yeah. Nobody's got time for that. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. So definitely. um, Yeah. It's just, and it's so sad because it's like those people really do have a gift, but they're using it in a way that's just not honest and just taking advantage of it. And that's, that's the hard thing. That's, that's like the most frustrating thing. I think you said that there was like a YouTuber, yeah. right. Who got scammed. Yeah. Morgan Adams went to this woman who claimed to be, or actually she was, she was at like a grocery store and this woman came up to her or something and was like, Oh my gosh. Like, blah, 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 and told her all this specific stuff about herself and then was like, you are cursed. Like, your family's going to experience the worst six months of their life, blah, 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 but I can fix it by giving you this crystal. And, you know, it's only $300. And then Morgan ended up being so scared that she went and got the $300 and gave it to the woman and got this crystal and then realized later that, like, maybe – the crystal could be cursed and the person is like could be putting something on her so it's just better not to it to accept you know help from random strangers that claim to be psychic unless they ask for your permission and if they are trying to pitch you on more products or like trying to sell you something they're probably not legit so yeah yeah, I would it would be cool to talk about like the ethics and stuff and our own morals in a different in another episode and really go into that because I feel like that is what makes, you know, us different from everybody that is scamming and and doing this out of more of like a fear-based practice. Um, Whereas we're looking out for people's highest good and things like that and just kind of like differentiating between those two. That'd be cool. That'd be cool to talk about, I think. Yeah, I definitely think we'll definitely explore that a little bit deeper for sure because it's really, really important. Um, Am I breaking up? Mm, I think, I think we should be done maybe. 
Oh yeah, I was for like an hour. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. I told Sean to come in and yeah, grab me when it, been, when it had been an hour. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, but I guess that. that I'm, like, I'm like, am I breaking up? Oh no, you're telling no. me to wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like segue. I'm like segue. Get it. Hook it up. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. Plug yourself. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so no, definitely um, we'll talk about more about ethics and mediumship and all of that in another episode, but we just wanted to kind of just get this party started and do this collaboration because we thought it'd be really fun, and we're definitely going to have some really cool stuff coming up in the future that we'll be collaborating on, so stay tuned for that, and yeah, if you're interested in reaching out to Jackie, where can they find you? They can find me at etherealjack.com, so E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L-J-A-C.com, and that has all my booking stuff and services. And, yeah, thanks for having me on this episode. I had a lot of fun chatting. Wow, thank you guys so much for making it to the end. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of the podcast. If so, be sure to leave us a line, you know, like and hit five stars, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you guys are interested in having us talk about any particular topic or you have any questions, feel free to drop us both a line. You can find me on Instagram at 108mindfullymade or you can hit me up at mindfulmediumsamantha at gmail.com. You can also find Jackie at etherealjackyt on Instagram or you can find her on YouTube at Ethereal Jack. On YouTube, she shares all kinds of amazing videos with telling stories of her experiences, as well as exercises for strengthening your own gifts, which is really cool. She also has an aura course, which is available, and I've taken it myself, and I really enjoyed it. I never thought I'd be able to see auras with my physical eyes, but thanks to Jackie's course, I've actually strengthened my ability to do that, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, So definitely want to give that a check out if you can. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We're going to share readings and so much more. We're coming up on the holiday, Dia de los Muertos, Halloween, all the things. The veil is thin, y'all. The veil is thin. So stay present, stay mindful, look for the signs. They're all around you. We just have to be open to receive. And when the veil is thin, it tends to come through a lot stronger. Anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for so much more. Once again, humble, grateful, always. Mm, Thank you so much, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.